everyone. Welcome back to the Long Lost Heroes podcast. I'm one of your co-hosts, Frank. Uh, AJ, how you doing? I'm doing great, man. It's great to be back. We got another episode of Loki to discuss. Um, it's like almost 4th of July weekend, which is like summer's here. It doesn't feel like it because it's raining like crazy. It's it's atrocious out. <laughs> it's atrocious. <laughs> yeah. So hopefully we can get some rest and relaxation, but it'd be nice for some nice weather. Oh, well. Uh, but anyway, this was episode four of the uh, Loki's show on Disney Plus. The Nexus event is the name of the episode. Um, I, it's like, I just, there's not much, you can't say anything without talking spoilers. I feel like it's, yeah, this is a very spoilery heavy episode. This whole, every scene kind of led on to another spoilery part. (laughs) Um, so, you know, real quick, it's a great, I think it's a good show. I I don't know if it's great yet. I think it's good. And I think they're definitely doing a, a take I would not have expected. I didn't expect it to be going this way. So if you like Loki and you like watching Marvel on TV, I think you're, this is going to work for you. Yeah, there's no reason not to. Um, it, it goes by really fast each episode, and then it's like you want more, um, which it's it's such an interesting choice. Like you think back to all the Marvel Netflix shows, they were all uh, season drops and the binge model, and this is ev- everything that they've been doing is making us wait and like kind of like looking back it's like maybe that was the better better way to do it uh because we want to come back every week now um so yeah and you know there's gonna be more shows later this year so i i think what they're doing works it's very much about the character so um each one of these shows has been been that way so anyway deeping uh diving deep in spoilers now and go i it just like it keeps taking turns in unexpected directions like i just it kind of feels like that wild mouse roller coaster yes (laughs) like it just feels like you're going down one way and you think you know what's going on and where you're going and then that completely shifts yeah and you're on a whole different level now and there's new rules yep and then just when you think you know those rules they all change yep which um is great because it's it makes it really hard to predict what's going on and it's it's kind of like you're just on it on the ride. Yeah, it's this episode more so than even the last episode. Like it just feels like the universe is expanding, the scale is getting bigger, the story is getting deeper and richer. Um, we're learning. We know enough about our characters now. We're gonna push them through some more plot this week, and it, uh, this was a solid episode. In the interviews for the press junket. Hiddleston did say that episodes four and five were his favorite. So mm-hmm. I'm curious to see uh, next week as well. Yeah. But I think this episode was, you know, it, it's there in all the ways that Wanda and Falcon felt TV oriented or for television. This show feels very cinematic. It does. Do you, do you get that? Do you feel that? Yeah. And it, it's more like um, I, I know that the other shows were were um, had like an overarching story for sure, but like I feel like the individual episodes maybe like stood alone a little bit better. 
and that's like not a, a, a knock at this show at all. I just feel like it's, this is like one idea. And you know, while all the other shows would kind of end on a cliffhanger like these, it's just like, it's just like, I don't know. I could see seeing the whole thing at once too. Right. Definitely. Um, which would be a very long movie, but, um, I do think it's like one complete idea and, and they're, they're cutting it in these chunks because they have to. Um, but yeah, and, and obviously the, just like the, the quality and the scale of, of, uh, of the technology they're using is just on another level and it does feel movie quality. So I agree with you. Um, you know, so I want to talk about, um, so we last left our, our anti-heroes and they were on this planet. It's about to go through an apocalypse and we knew that they were going to get saved and they did a good job of kind of dragging that out Mm -hmm. in a nice way. And when they are saved, it is because the unity, um, the dyad in the force, if you will, Mm -hmm. um, (laughs) between Sylvie and Loki is a very strong and powerful force which seems to be creating the nexus event that the TVA were able to track down and right. find. Yeah, because like last week we were saying, okay, the TVA is going to show up and rescue them and capture them. But like I, my, the way I was thinking about it was like, oh, they're just like popping in and out of apocalypses looking for them and somehow find them. Like th- this was stronger <laughs> to have a reason and a signal uh, of why they found them. Right. Like, and it's like down to the wire too, because this is like the, the moment that the, the branch starts to, to really go crazy. The Nexus event is like right, right before their deaths because, uh, because they're starting to bond and, and there's this connection between the two of them, even though in some ways they are the same person. Um, and it, and it's kind of weird and it's hard to, to root for them as like, a relationship because it's like they're sort of you know going after each other or, uh, as themselves you know yeah <laughs> it's like it's, unseen before yeah it's weird um i don't know where they're going with this it seems like there's going to be some kind of more messaging to come with it but it, it definitely wasn't what i expected to happen so like it was gratifying to see like some other kind of mystery box opened up in lieu of an answer. Yeah. You know, like we knew that we knew the answer was coming, but we didn't know how we would get there. And just like, as we're waiting to see what's going to happen, we're then given a whole new question of, well, what does their power United really mean? What does this mean? What's happening? Um, And I think that was really good story writing and you have good storytelling. Then you have cut back to, the TVA after they've been captured and now there's some, the TV, the vibe at the TVA has totally changed. Right. Um, it's very, uh, like if before they were like panicking, uh, to try to capture her, like on the one hand, they're like, okay, it's a, it's a relief. We, we captured them. They're back in our custody, but then it's, there's just like this underlying darkness, right? Like, Everyone, yes. there's this whispering, like, okay, what happened to uh, C20, and what happened to, um, like, why is this Nexus event happening? Like, well, we need to investigate all that. But there's also the, like, eh, let's not worry about it. Case closed. We're done. 
<laughs> right. You know? So th- there's definitely a division between the leadership uh, and the higher ups there and, and, the, and your kind of like everyday cronies. Yeah. And that definitely plays into what they're, you know, what is suggested here, which is that the TVA are variants. Anybody who's working at the TVA is a variant from another timeline that's been erased. Their minds have been wiped. And it seems like Sylvie is the only person who can access, because of her unique powers, access people's minds in such a way that they can unlock the past memories and thus, you know, kind of void the TVA's, you know, worker at that at that level. You know, like once you kind of recognize that you can't really go back. Yeah, you can't go back, which is why, like, oh, C20 was going crazy and then, you know, her health, quote unquote, like declined. No, they're covering it up because they didn't want other agents to start to to worry about this. And, and so do you think listening. she's alive or do you think she's in some kind of mental reprogramming? Because it, it would seem to me it would be easier to just have a mind wiping, a neuralizer, so you could literally wipe mind wipe these people right before you send them back into their desk job. Uh, I don't know. I, I, I think, I think if anything, she was pruned, quote unquote, the sure you know, with the, with the devicey thing, which we'll get to later. And so, I, you know, I don't think she's necessarily dead, dead. Um, but. Uh, or yeah, or maybe they're wiping her and starting fresh, but that wouldn't track because they're telling everyone that she's dead. So for her to all of a sudden show up and start working there again, then they'd have to wipe everyone's minds. Okay. Interesting. All right. Good point. Um, and then obviously we have the other agent, um, that, that, that Sylvie like infiltrated her mind last week and she started to question things and has these memories to the point when she goes in to talk to Sylvie and like confronts her about it and is like, what's going on? And so she gives her access to these memories and, and, and her past life. So, you know, how many other people uh, she could have affected? Like we only focus on, on the one, but uh, yeah, it's, it's kind of a reckoning there. And, and I think what the interesting thing is like, who knows about it, right? Is it like, because we talk about Renslayer. She seems to be, she's like at a higher level than most of the other agents. Does she know everyone's a variant? Is she in on the on the game or or is this all news to her too? Like it's... Well, we saw the big origin, which is that Sylvie, this Sylvie as we know her, was living on Asgard till she's like 10 or 11. Yeah. And then Renslayer goes to capture her, does, until she escapes. Right. And it was, that plays out later when they're at the TVA and they're in the elevator and Sylvie's asking like, hey, like, what was my Nexus event? What did I do? And she's like, you know, I don't, I don't remember, which is like, that's like such an amazing, that's a, that's a new level of, I don't give a fuck. You'll never have that answer. Yeah, it's either I don't. Yeah, I mean, whether she does really remember or she just doesn't want to tell her or her mind was wiped, who knows? Like, um, yeah, I thought that was interesting. And and I think it's another thing for us as an audience to kind of try to figure out why. Why Sylvie was plucked from the timeline, like what 
what is it about her that um, will cause her to be a variant? Because obviously, if they let if they let her live to be you know nine or ten years old or whatever, it's not the fact that she's a female Loki. It's something else that was about to happen or was going to happen down the path. Yeah. Um, so, which is so funny because you do that, you p- pick her out of the timeline, and then she causes even more trouble than <laughs> than they probably originally thought. What a she move. Would. Yeah. Um, Another big area I thought was interesting this week was the return of Lady Sif. What? Jamie Alexander is back, and they kept that nice and tight. They kept They're that doing good. very secret, um, which like probably was easy to do. I, I know she's back right. for, in Thor 4, so she was probably filming scenes for that, and they were just like, hey, can you just do this thing real quick? Like literally just film your the same thing over and over again. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, you know, that's a pretty... That's a pretty useful prison. I would hate that, too. That would not be fun for me. No, no, not fun at all. <laughs> I was trying to think, what would be your event? What would be, like, your embarrassing oh thing? Oh, my God. I don't, I don't know. That, that's that, that, that's going to take some thought. Okay. <laughs> uh, or or if, if it's that bad, I don't know if I want to share. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, no, that that's, that's bad. But it's interesting because, like, they did that to Loki, but not to Sylvie. I wonder why. She's more of a threat, and they're trying to get Loki to crack to talk. Um, so they don't need to. They don't need to do that. Uh, I liked the scene. Like, I mean, I think. Listen, uh, Owen Wilson is 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 awesome. He's awesome. You know, uh, makes me a little sad he didn't get to be a villain in a movie. You know. Yeah, I think he could have really brought it home. He would have been a great Justin Hammer. Uh, oh, yeah. You know, he could have been. Um, I, I was trying to to go back in time. He could have been a cool like sorcerer. That would have been like an interesting take. Like he's like a guy who left the guild or whatever. Yeah, and the, he's out floating, creating havoc. Um, yeah, because he's great, and I think it's also interesting that they they used him in a way that's so fantastical, but also so grounded at the same time yeah so it's not that he's like acting in these big action sequences or fighting like he's just being kind of just getting to be owen wilson he but be himself <laughs> yeah he's but he's really great and, and i really appreciate his character i think that they took some uh they gave him some great dialogue he hit those scenes out of the park his chemistry with tom hiddleston was great um you know uh sad to see him go well, i guess okay 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 hold on <laughs> <laughs> so here's where where things get interesting because I I loved you know the way that they they went about the episode and he's kind of continuing to to question things and he's going about it and he's researching and he he's getting more information and he goes to to basically f- free Loki and they're gonna you know do whatever they're gonna do only for him to get caught and get pruned. I audibly gasped and was like, what? Yeah. <laughs> like it, because it's, it's shocking. You, you're not expecting it. Like, I mean, no, he's a series lead. He's a series lead. So, and I think as we get to the end of the episode, mm. I don't think we've seen the last of him because I don't think that when you get sh- stuck with the stick, I don't think mm. you're getting killed. I think you're getting sent somewhere. 
It's interesting. And so, and especially because this, it also happens at the end. Loki gets hit with the stick and vanishes and we're like, fuck, how do you kill off both of your leads on this show? The answer is you're not. Good point. So the question to me is, are they getting sent? Are, is anyone that's getting pruned getting sent to the same place and it's just this big old place of wiped variants? Or does mm. everyone have their own personal place? And that would explain why Loki goes to be with the other Lokis? Yeah. Mm. Their own... You know, that may be... Yeah. It's an interesting question, right? Like, because this... I thought we... I think they're very excited to, like, know that we're, like... It's the first time in, like, nerd history that I think the nerds are at the same level of the studio. You Mm. know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's not that we're necessarily ahead of them. Like, again, like, we were shocked this week. But I I think we they keep pitching us the multiverse and then doing a change up and it's something else. Yeah. And I thought for this one, we were really kind of diving in and we were going to get there. And I think that this is exploring it in some ways while also giving us something totally different. So I don't know that that's the main thing. I don't know where you get sent. I don't know if this is a new reality or your own personal hell, or if it is actually hell. Like, I don't know where it exists within the universe. Right. Um, it's kind of like if if they've had this sacred time timeline to me right. there's there's a connection between the devices they use to wipe the the timeline or reset the timeline and the pruning of the people and so it's like if it's, the, it is different colors it's different colors but i i, I feel like that there's got to be a connection of well we're we're taking we're cleaning, like I was equating it to like literally a tree, right? So yep. if, if we have one branch and, or one tall tree and they cut off all the branches, that's the sacred timeline. But they, they're cutting off the branches of the tree and some of them are long, some of them are short, and they, they, they don't just erase them completely. Maybe that's where they're sending all these people, all these people that they're pruning. Like they have uh, some way to, tech, like it, maybe it's like multiversal hopping that they're sending these people into their own little pocket realities. Hmm. That's wild. And we'll see. I mean, maybe, maybe that's, that's where they're going or maybe. Well, I, I just want to quickly backtrack. So the, the, so we lose Mobius because he's, yep. you know, apparently on uh, Loki's side, they want to work together. Renslayer comes in, we prune him. And then we take both Loki and Sylvie up to meet the sacred timekeepers. Mm-hmm. Um, now, in the beginning of the episode, we're teased with a shot of the uh, with the timekeepers, and you also get red eyes. Which, if you're a Terminator fan, you know that red eyes kind of mean robots. <laughs> but there was no way for us to know at that moment. But I think I know exactly where I want to tie this back to, and that is the entrance of the people into the TVA, yeah. where they analyze you to see if you are a robot. Right. Because that, that's huge. That's huge. Theoretically, if you were a robot, you could probably sense that they were robots. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Right. So like, it it only it has to be like that. Beings or aliens or some kind of life could only be susceptible to this kind of manipulation, uh-huh. and that it it could never have really worked. Uh, I was really tripping at the scene, man. I thought it was really interesting. 
um, here we are. We're in a temple. Um, and we're, you know, trying to figure out what we're going to do next. And, you know... They're these I weird. This... They're weird looking, right? They're all like different aliens and, yeah. and whatnot. They're and they. I don't know. It's like just something. Like once we finally meet them, like something seemed off, right? Like they don't seem like a threat necessarily. They're just like oh, we're just sitting here in our high horses. <laughs> I think this person, Kate Heron, the showrunner, and us would be very good friends because I think she's a big Last Jedi person. <laughs> Because ah. <laughs> this has some big Last Jedi yeah. parallels. Yeah, 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 totally. Where we're going to walk into the throne room, we're going to have a battle, we're going to de-head the, big, the seemingly big bad of what's going on here, and then we're going to start figuring out some answers. A thousand percent. Totally um, agree with you there. This is so very cool of them to kind of use that for inspo, but kind of do it in a way that felt really... Um, earned, yeah. um, even in the way that you're having the Skype calls between Daisy Ridley and Adam Driver, like when they're doing that, it, they're still removed. They're not really in the same space. You don't get to see them act off each other scene to scene. Whereas this one, like we know that there's something cooking between Sylvie and Loki. Like there's right. something weird going on here. We can't explain it. We don't know. It's probably because he's a major narcissist. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's and it's so so very like Wizard of Oz, right? Like very Wizard of Oz. They're yes, these like figureheads. They're this, you know, somebody else is pulling the strings. Seemingly something else, especially is going because on. they're laughing after they slice his head off. Right. <laughs> they know something we don't. Right, and so it's like, it, are these are the timekeepers like real, and these are just decoys? Is there some singular person that's that's controlling everything, or like, are they were they replaced by robots? <laughs> I don't so, know. There's so many questions. There's so many questions. I, you know, it, to me, this seems like a reality that only works for the people within that reality, and they keep tr- thinking that you know Loki and Sylvie are subject to the rules of that reality. And what we know is they're just not. Yeah. They're just not. And that they can do things that, and get away with things that any other character in any other kind of content even would die, would suffer the ultimate price, but they never do. That's part of their characterization. They get away. Yeah. Um, and so I think, do you want to theorize what's going on? Because I think this is major theory week. I think next week we'll know a little bit more. We'll be heading up towards the finale. Yeah. This, to me, seems like where we could play around and have a couple theories. What do you think is going on? All right. So I I think they're, they're pointing at kind of two things here. So, well, I guess my, it's more of a question. Like, who do we think is really control? Like, who created the TVA and the, who's in okay. control of it now? It, like, could they be one and the same or not? That's that's one thing. Um, so, like, my thoughts, there's, like, obviously everyone's talking about Kang, right? Like, all yep. through this show. Could Kang be, you know, the one that is really focused on the timeline? Maybe. I think that's a little too big for this show, though. Mm. It, I, I just think that the way that the trends that we've been seeing with Disney+, Plus, it's like, yeah, could they do that? And could they introduce Kang? Maybe, but or maybe it'll just be a tease of Kang at the very end of the show. 
I don't think Kang is going to be the big bad. Like that just doesn't mm. make sense. So if it's not Kang, um, it's like, could it be another variant? Could it be another variant Loki? Hmm. It could definitely be another variant Loki. And if we're talking about what makes a variant a variant, right? Like is, is the reason why um, this potential variant Loki that's controlling the TVA is a variant is because they're like focused on order instead of chaos and mischief like he normally is. That would make a real him... a real opposite Loki. Right. Right. You know, I like your theory. I like it because it makes sense with the Disney model. It does. <laughs> it makes sense, man. You know, and if we're about to see and meet all these other Lokis, right, and really figure out a little bit more. Hmm. Yeah, it's hmm. I like your theory, man. Um, you know, Here's what I think the popular theory is going to be, and I think you touched on it a little bit earlier, is that it's really just Kang. Yeah. And that, you know, I think the next step is that the TVA exists within his city called Chronopolis, which exists in the quantum realm beyond time and space. Mm. Um, so I'm like, I have one foot, like, kind of holding on first base <laughs> yeah. of that theory because, to me... We've been through so much content at this point that we now need a payoff where it has to be adding up to something. Sure. And to me, you know, seeing thoroughly meeting all of the, first of all, female alternate characters for the what's rumored to be a female Avengers 5 um, and seeing the kid actors in what will ultimately become a young Avengers someday, uh, I think they're leaning heavily in that direction um and kang would fit in for a good villain for those characters yeah uh having said that having said that i have been appreciating that every time we're thinking it's a big bad in this universe really the main character is ultimately the villain at the same exactly. time. exactly <laughs> um so i'm gonna go with a different version of this to say that it's not necessarily um, I don't think it has to be an alternate Loki. I think it can be some other power that is faking the TVA that is it, it's just it's it, I'm going to put I would put like money like on like a roulette like I'd put like money on it's not going to be Loki exactly, but it's going to be some other less serious threat than Kang. Hmm. It'll be a B-level threat. I don't know if it's going to be exactly... That's why I like your theory. I'm going to say if your theory is good, that it works. I think it's going to be some other kind of menial threat, some other kind of thing, some other non... It's just not going to be exactly what we expect. It's right. going to be a, some kind of a surprise. Yeah. That's that's kind of what I'm thinking. And like, and I think kind of like we were saying before, if we're exploring this... Uh, like If the post credit scene is, is okay, we're throwing Loki into this post-apocalyptic landscape. New where, York City, yeah. New York City, where there, there are other versions of himself. What is the threat that they need to take him away from? It's like, if you if you don't come with us, you're going to die kind of thing. Like, are there other, other Lokis? Is it like warring Lokis in this, like every single variant Loki lives in this pocket 
universe or is it like everybody and like will we will we catch up and and, and find mobius in a realm of all other mobius is on running on jet skis and stuff like um and all the other characters that have been pruned oh, i don't know an entire universe of your alternate selves of owen wilson maybe we'll have like luke wilson show up as a, a mobius <laughs> maybe that could be cool yeah um you know I think these other Lokis are going to be kind of specific to Loki because Loki is so specific. Um, and I think the only Loki I'm really excited about, and, and I'm, and I'm not going to downplay alligator Loki. Cause I, mean, I come think on. <laughs> that was very, that was very exciting. That was very unexpected. Um, I know that Thor turned into a frog and became Throg at some point. I don't remember when Loki became an alligator. I don't know, but that it was, that was jarring. I'm excited to meet old Loki. Old I think Loki. classical Loki that's straight out of the sixties comics is going to be an exciting meet and greet. Yeah. Kid Loki. Fine. Boastful Loki seems like a combination of Loki and Thor in yep. a way. Yep. Um, but I'm, I'm really just excited to hang out with Richard Grant. I think he could have been so much bigger in star Wars and that would have been awesome. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, he's, I want to see, I want to see Loki go up against a, a, a real threatening Loki that they're going to have, you know, fucking soliloquies about, you know, like sure. Sylvie doesn't talk like Loki talks. Right. And, and yeah, I mean, that that's going to be very exciting, but like, we also know that we're going to, at least be following what's going on with Sylvie too. Like she didn't get pruned. She's still in the TVA with Renslayer. Um, and, and maybe she'll get some answers. Maybe she'll get some answers and we'll have to decide on like what, what to do about whether, you know, going to the place where all the other Lokis are or, or, or something like that. Yeah. I think we're going to get a little bit of a dual, uh, dual action, and plots going on next week. Little Empire Strikes Back action, sure. Separate our main characters, yep. give them stuff to do with new people. Yeah, I, I would say I would say that's definitely fair. Uh, do you think it, the show ends with President Loki, or you think we get that next episode? I think we get that next week. Okay. Um, you know, if if we're going to a place where there's a whole bunch of other Lokis, like yeah, we'll run into him. Last question for the week. Who do you want to show up? Like, you could have anybody. Who do you... Do you think Sif is the big get? Who do you think else from the Loki Asgardian verse or from the general Marvel universe? Who do you think would be fun or could be somebody we could maybe see? You know, Sif might be it. Um, you think Sif's it? Yeah, I mean, it was, it was surprising uh, when she popped up. At, at this point in the game, but, you know, unless, you know, things really get broken, if they really break the time, like, I, everyone's wondering when Doctor Strange is going to show up, right? All that stuff. Like, I, we may just not get that. Like, that may not be, that may be just for Spider-Man. Like, that's the movies. Um, so, yeah. Did you see Doctor Strange is in the no... Uh no way home leaked Lego set. And they, that has the first look of the new Spider-Man costume. Ooh, no, I did not see that. I'm assuming he's going to be a pretty big part of that movie. Probably. Um, uh, you know, I don't think it would be him. Um, but I, I, this is a crazy idea. I think it could be Odin. I think it could be Anthony Hopkins. Whoa. You think so? You think he hasn't just like taken his check and, and, and ran 
by what now. if it's a vo what if it's just a voiceover mm. okay you know think trying to think of things that are easy for them to do you know lady sif was a very good get because it's a person it's a costume it's a whole thing but think of a CG. I'm thinking as either like a CG character could be cool. Yeah, or, like if there's an alternate version of of Odin, like all the alternate Lokis, and it's like, yeah, he's like a, a, a gorilla or like a bear or something. <laughs> like he's just... yeah, or or, or Laufey, You know, th- there uh, could be. Yeah. I think I think we'll get somebody. Um, I I don't. I think that they were excited to show us this person, but I think there's going to be maybe something else. I don't know. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah. We'll see. All right, folks. So this has been a very fun episode to discuss. Episode four, the Nexus event. This is the Nexus event, right? Yeah. What just happened? Uh, I, I thought they were referring to um, at the at the beginning of the episode when the timeline was branching and they rescued them because of their potential love with their each other. Their dyad in the force. Yeah. Sure. No, that's true. Um, yeah. Okay, so let's go with that. Yeah. Uh, so thank you guys for tuning in, listening with us. Um, as always, um, if you'd like, please like and subscribe to the podcast. We are available on Apple, Google, Stitcher, Spotify. You can check us out, www.longlostheroes.net. You could send us an email at info at longlostheroes.net. You could also check out uh, our social media stuff, which is at LLH Podcast on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. I am AJ. And I'm Frank. Thank you, guys. See you next week. Thanks, everyone.